0: You're listening to Pure Sex Radio. Training men, educating women. Brought to you by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're always glad to have you here with us. Uh, My name is Jonathan, and we actually have in the studio with us a guest that has actually been here before. And so we're grateful to have Dina Alexander with us. So, Dina, welcome back to the program. And before we dive into some things that we're going to be talking with Dina about, I wanted to um, make you aware of uh, our Gateway to Freedom workshop that's going to be coming up here um, in January. and February, we've got them back-to-back. We've got a, a one here in Texas, and then we've got another one coming up in uh, Florida. And this is our three-day intensive workshop for men who just, man, they've, they're struggling or they're bound up in a stronghold, and they just want to get free. And so if you want to learn more about that, just go to gatewaymen.com, and you can learn all about that. So, uh, Dina, we're not necessarily going to be talking about men here. We're going to be talking about families and parenting. And, uh, you know, we had you here before just to kind of give sort of the overview of, man, how do we deal with this whole issue of parenting kids and the digital age and all the dangers? And we probably need to touch on that a little bit again um, but why don't you share with us some things that you've been doing recently in your ministry to sort of maybe have more of a proactive kind of, if I can even use these terms, like aggressive, let's take ground approach rather than just, hey, hold off all of the negative possibilities that are out there in terms of digital dangers.
1: Yeah, so I'm with Educate and Empower Kids, and so we started a few years ago, and we, it, we were solely talking about healthy sexual intimacy and the dangers of pornography, because we were seeing these effects on kids in the neighborhood, in all of our congregations, and it was becoming very overwhelming. And so, and I looked for resources, not much out there for parents. We've developed tons of resources to talk about those dangers, But in this last year, it's kind of like a new light, a new inspiration has come to our organization where it's not enough. You know, we've talked about dangerous apps. We've talked about, you know, what social media is doing to our kids, what the next part of that is, how that is becoming, you know, a very dangerous platform. And it just hasn't felt like enough. Mm -hmm. And we, I have felt like as a parent too, that I have been, you know, parenting on the defense, you know, okay, don't look at that. Don't go there be careful of that and it's it's not enough it's not enough to teach my kids that there's no inspiration there there's no excitement there there's nothing to motivate them to do better to mm-hmm. be better people and so a lot of thought a lot of prayer lot of research and coming up with discussing positive uses of technology. So that is kind of where we have been shifting this year. We still talk about dangers because they change, they shift, and I feel like as that's, like to me, the number one skill of parenting this day is being able to adapt, continually adapting to the changes in technology and in our relationships with our kids. But it became really important for us to talk about going on the offense, Okay, what can I do offensively as a parent to teach my kids, to co-create with my kids something new, something better with technology? Well, you know,
0: as you're saying that, it makes me think about, um, you know, there's there's almost a limitless amount of ways that we can get ourselves into trouble
1: with technology,
0: right? And especially as new technology comes out, it's like there's just new ways to do bad things.
1: Yeah.
0: But as you're saying that, I'm thinking there's actually some timeless principles for a life of integrity and purity that those don't change over and over and over again. So even with all of the various technologies, so in other words, whether I'm in a place on the planet where there is no technology or I'm in a thriving technologically robust place on the planet kind of the same principles of living a life of sexual integrity
1: Absolutely. apply
0: at both places. So why don't we talk yeah. about how that builds a foundation? So, so
1: it's about being authentic teaching our kids to be authentic, right? So in real life, in our online lives, I'm even talking with different researchers who they're no longer even using those terms. We want our kids to be kind online and offline because again, with our kids' lives They live online. Those identities need to merge. And that was something that I had to wrap my head around. So, that idea of authenticity, that idea of integrity. It doesn't matter if I'm in front of a screen, behind a screen, in a classroom, at church, I need to have integrity. And with that, the next step to me then is we need to be agents for change, right? So, I want my children, whether they are in a place of no technology or if they are in a job someday where they are on a computer the whole day, I want them to see themselves as an agent for change. And that is huge. And that can happen whether you're a homeschool parent, whether your kids are in public school, wherever, we want those things. That to me is the nature of being a true Christian is to act to not just avoid the dangers, not just to avoid the bad, but to seek out the best in the technology we use, but also to seek out the best in ourselves and in others. Mm -hmm so
0: i'm curious because you know you you guys have uh, developed some resources you've done some things uh, that have been very helpful for like just giving giving awareness to parents and and letting them know some of these dangers also then some preventative measures and things like that but let's talk a little bit about what you've been doing lately in terms of maybe some new ways to uh, help parents in that process of knowing hey, how do I help guide my child into more of this positive. Yeah.
1: So so this year so we've had parenting books before. We had how to talk to your kids about pornography. We had 30 days of sex talks, 30 days to a stronger child. This year we were like, let's talk straight to kids. Let's see what we can do. So we came up with this book and it is called Noah's new phone, a story about using technology for good. Mm-hmm. And so in this book it has a great story that a lot of kids, I think probably every child can relate to he's on the receiving end and unfortunately on the giving end of some not so nice behavior and then he has a discussion with friends and parents because i think both of those are very influential to decide is this it is this all phones are good for Mm -hmm. and where he starts to think and develop wait a second this is an amazing tool there's something so much more and so and also in the back of it has um Discussion questions I'm big on discussion questions, big on activities, and so we have um some huge um, discussion questions, but also. Um, activities. Again, I want kids to be able to practice, to think about there's goals, there's challenges about, okay, what can we do on social media this week that's positive? What can I do through texting and email that is kind, that is helpful? And then we also have these other couple books, which these are actually focusing on healthy body image. But again, they are talking about the messages in the culture. So these also super helpful for parents in talking about all the messages we receive, great discussion questions,
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: back for parents, teachers, and kids about, okay, what can we do to combat these this constant barrage of messaging around us, telling us what we should look like, how we should talk, what we should eat, and these these things that kind of can weigh down even a child at a much younger age than maybe you or I had to deal with sure. and so again bring it's making it easy for parents and teachers to talk about these things with their kids
0: so for those of you who are just listening and not seeing but I'm also going to put these up here again there's there's a there's the book here for the boys mm-hmm. I guess to help them with their body image and then you've also got another one here for the girls Um, Which I think is great because I think, you know, obviously um, one of the things that is, I don't want to say obviously, but to those who are paying attention, it's obvious that we have so blurred the lines between gender that... (laughs) I'm glad that you make a distinct book for boys and a distinct book for girls because, like it or not, there are differences there are that differences. need to be understood and actually need to be celebrated. And yeah, in in our bodies, absolutely. In terms of how we're made, and,
1: yeah. And I and it sh- it should be it's it to me is one of anyways. I can go on and on about that, but I'm not going to. Um, but that yes, that there are there are gifts and in blessings, in manhood, and in womanhood. And I think we should definitely embrace that. And there are distinct pressures on boys. And there are distinct pressures Mm -hmm. on girls. And we need to recognize that and be aware of that. Something when you mentioned that about the blurred, because when we were writing these books, we were going to originally just do one book, but we found so many differences that we had to do two books and it was my husband who brought up. He was like, It's not just about being hyper masculine for boys. There's not mm-hmm. just that pressure anymore. He's like, I'm actually seeing a lot of pressure for a hypo masculinity. And I had to think about that for a minute and talk with people and look around. That's something nobody wants to talk about. But he was like, That is that's something that is coming that is coming about is to again, yeah, blur those lines as much as possible and it doesn't help our kids. That is not a message that is helpful.
0: Well, and to get back to this idea of a, of a positive message, one of the things that I want to ask you about is, you know, um, it sounds to me like for the parents out there, you know, they can just be swimming in all of these dangers and fears. And, and these are realities. I mean, when you think about what's possible through technology – and not just from a standpoint of what can be delivered through technology, but how um, you know predators are even using technology in ways to locate children. I mean, just there's all kinds of things that if you go too far down that rabbit hole, then you get paralyzed with fear. What I'm hearing you say, though, is to turn the tide. I'm hearing the necessity for a lot of courage. Absolutely. So why don't you talk... To the parents out there that are going, hey, listen, I'm getting inundated everywhere with all the danger talk. Yeah. Give me some encouragement for, I need courage. How would you speak to that parent out there? That's a great question. So I think, again,
1: it is, it's about being intentional. Just as you're going to be intentional in what you feed your kids, how you clothe them, you're going to be intentional with your own. Start with yourself. If you are really having like, hey, I'm not sure where to start, start with your own behaviors. Have an inventory with your family. Look at what we're how much you what are where are we spending our time with screens? Am I spending three hours on social media a day? Am I doing two hours of homework and an hour of just watching videos on YouTube and messing around? Take an inventory of your own screen time and also in your your family with your kids, your spouse. First, kind of get a picture of what what's going on, and then look for ways that you personally can set an example for your kids of how can I be more positive? Am I just sharing useless cat videos mm-hmm. on social media? No, that's okay. There's a, hey, no, there, there might no, be hey, wait, there hey. might be a time and a place for those, but is that <laughs> all? The, our cat lovers yeah.
0: just turned us off.
1: <laughs> Anyways, but that's that's just one piece, right? What are but what can I do to make a positive change? I think also it's super important to help inspire our kids to be thinking about new technologies, new platforms, and to be thinking about what what would the world be like if Facebook was ninety percent positive? What would it be like? Is there is it possible for us to turn this tide of negativity, of trash, of inappropriate imagery? Is is that even possible? It won't happen unless our kids and we dream it. So mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities. There's so many good things. So I think it's about looking for those changes. Something I love is in talking with my kids, like right now my son is doing an Eagle Scout project and it is about digital citizenship. He's going to hold an event mm. and that's it's going to be about positive uses for technology. And one of the things that we're going to do is have a parent meeting and a kid meeting, but we're going to bring them together because it's about combining our wisdom with their media savvy. Mm. My kids are much more savvy than I am, but I have a wisdom that they don't have yet. So it's about having those discussions of what can we do better. So that's a simple place to start. What can I do to be better online, to be kinder? How many, can I send a positive text? You know, it's the new year. What can I do better this year to share positivity, to share helpful information, to help build people up and not tear them down when we're online?
0: So let's talk a little bit about that, kind of getting down to the nuts and bolts of, of practically speaking. When we think about the the types of technology out there, you know, uh, generally speaking, we have, you know, your smartphones. We've got your tablets and other kinds of sort of gaming devices. And then, of course, you have the old school, like, laptop or computer type of thing, which in many ways, that's almost – that's relegated almost exclusively to parents now. Yeah, it's um, that way. And even – if you think about it, I mean, even even the parents, a lot of the parents now of the younger children, they're the parents that are on mobile. I mean, mobile is pretty much everything. So when we think about that, what are some practical ways that you would instruct parents to, um, first of all, deal with the device itself, and then actually through that device train your kids towards these good, positive outcomes that you're
1: talking about yeah absolutely so first of course we need to start on that safety level so we're going to have filtering in place on our computers laptops and especially our phones the technology is not great but it is so much better than it used to be to be able to track where our kids are going to block negative content those things have been much improved so do your best with that there's no fail safe there's no yeah, nothing's
0: 100%. But you're just yeah.
1: again it's about doing your best and leaving the rest to heavenly father. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not going to be able to be perfect parents. Nobody expects that perfection. Don't don't try to be perfect. You're just going to do your best. The next thing that I think is super helpful is to have a simple cell phone contract. Google it. They're online everywhere where you have an actual contract. So you start with 100% trust with your kids, and it is their choices that diminish that. It is not you saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it is going to have to evolve. Mm -hmm. We have these discussions probably quarterly in my home of what to change it up. You know, the beginning of the year, we didn't have as much um, strict, you know, strict rules when it came to texting. We found it was affecting homework, so we outlawed texting and phone use from that time, from five to eight or nine p.m. every night. Mm-hmm. My kids, you wouldn't believe how quick their homework was done as soon as we made that simple rule. Right. We have other rules. Okay, you can't game until you've read or you've practiced piano. You know, whatever, whatever rules work in your home. But when it comes to gaming, look for and actively practice. Gaming where it is, you are building and creating rather than killing and destroying. Find games. They are out there that you can play together. If you are a serious gamer and that's something you don't want to let go of, find things that you can do together versus, okay, yeah, you're in that room. I'm over here in my room. You're over there. Again, focus on bringing that family together.
0: So talking about the issue of kind of the protective element and then also sort of the guidelines element what i'm hearing you say that i think is so important i think sometimes as parents especially if there's a huge fear motivation that they're not hearing is that what we're really doing here is we're seeking to enhance trust and train towards the positive outcomes so cuz I, what i see a lot of parents do and i'll be honest i'm even tempted to do it sometimes as well is just just sort of step in and go no yeah and just sort of slam the door on everything without even having proper conversations and realizing that this needs to be a two-way conversation because here's the thing I've learned guess who is the best instructor in my house regarding current technology Your it's actions. not me it's not me
1: oh you mean <laughs> my, like, okay, my so kids are oh, the they're, ones yes. that know about, like, they are way more savvy so than in us in terms
0: of and, and to relate it to my generation It was like when I was a teenager and going, I'm so cool because I can set the clock on the VCR, you (laughs) know, and my parents didn't. So that's kind of, to translate that to today's age, don't presume as a parent that you are the expert on the technology itself in your home. You need to be aware. You obviously need to be involved, but I have, I've sort of let that go in terms of thinking that I'm going to be able to be so smart about technology that I know... No, no, no. I want to create atmospheres where there's two way conversations where, as I get my kids talking to me about what's online, what are the things available, what apps are out there, what all this kind of stuff, that actually improves my ability then to build trust with them and say, well, let's have a conversation about why kids are using Snapchat and why that can sometimes be a dangerous thing and, you know, all all of that. Like,
1: I have a lot of parents who they're like, well, I'm not even going to let my kids on Instagram, I'm not even going to do this. Maybe that works in your home. That doesn't work in my home. And so many kids, they live on social media. And asking them to give that up or not even allowing them is, is in some, for some kids, not all kids, but for some kids, is the equivalent of like social suicide. We have to be very thoughtful and, again, very intentional in what we are doing and not just, okay, I'm, gonna allow, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to give up. But I'm also not going to say, okay, no, you can't have anything. I want my kids to make their mistakes while they're still living with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let them try different social media platforms. I'm going to encourage my daughter and my son, when he does get on, he's not on yet, but when my daughter gets on Instagram to have a positive... She has a positive quotes page. She has her personal instagram Mm -hmm. and she has a positive quotes page i'm going to encourage that i'm going to ask about that where i'm going to help her in any way i can with that but i'm going to be mindful that's why again we discuss these things quarterly because we have screw-ups we're human our kids are human they make i would but i want them to make those mistakes while they while i'm there to guide them along i don't want to say oh we're not going to do anything allow nothing and then they go out into the world they're 18 they buy their own phone do whatever they want and it's an unfiltered world and they they don't. They don't have that guidance.
0: So I had a conversation with. Uh, I, had, I had my two oldest in the uh, car with me recently, and they're 16 and 15. You know, we were having a conversation about something that was going on at school, and uh, my son was talking about uh, something that he had sort of failed kind of miserably at, and you know he was he, he was sort of okay with it. He understood the failure, and uh, I said. And I, I, I told him, I said, do you realize that that is one thing that you will never get wrong again? And he thought about it for a minute because he thought, you know what? Yeah, the failure actually exposed where I needed to know something, where I didn't know something. But now, because of that failure and my willingness to look at it and say, what did I learn from this? You know, the likelihood of him making that same mistake again is diminished significantly because he didn't just look at failure like, I'm going to hide this, I'm not going to. He looked at it and realized, oh, you learn from failure. So I like what you're saying there. Are we creating a safe enough grace-based atmosphere in our home that says it's not everything's not punishable? You know, I think sometimes we think every mistake is punishable, and if we get that mindset as a parent, we're going to diminish the opportunity for those conversations, and we're certainly going to. It's almost going to kill that spirit in our child that says, well, let's try. Let's, you know, And exactly what you were talking about earlier, don't we want to create that positive momentum and the amount of courage that it takes in social media for young people to make a positive push? Man, we want to encourage uh, all the more the, the trying yes. that is necessary in order for that to happen. So let's talk about Absolutely. some things that you might want to highlight from the
1: book that you feel like would be helpful to the parents out there that are listening or watching? So one of the things that we, there's many messages throughout the book. And so in all of our books, they're all things that you can stop and have a little discussion about. So there's several points that we're kind of subtly bringing about how he used to hang, you know, how it changes the way he spends his time how it changes the way, because he gets a phone for his birthday, how it changes the way he expresses himself. He starts saying little mean, he says a mean comment Mm -hmm. on somebody's social media post. Because again, and that right there, great discussion of why do we do certain things behind screens that we would never do to somebody's face? Right there. That's an amazing discussion that not just kids, but adults Mm -hmm. need to have. I would say most of the bullying that I see online is other adults talking to other adults. So again, that's where we need to take inventory of what we're doing. There's discussions about, let's talk about the story and what happened, but there's also discussions of what are you seeing in school? It's very eye opening. I have these discussions as frequently as possible of what, what apps are kids using? You know, or do you guys know any apps that are helpful? What are some apps that you're using in your schoolwork? Again, that's always an Mm eye-opener they change every few months of things that can help them with their math with their english and also to see what other kids are doing because that gives you a feel for what the pressure is on your child and where where they're at because again like you said it takes courage for them to do good to not just avoid bad stuff but are they willing to speak up and there's those discussions in there when when can i speak up am i am i willing to do better than just what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. because if they're just willing to not do the worst, that doesn't really mean much, you know, as far as trying to be a true disciple. So there's a lot of great discussions there of how can we not just be a little, but also to change the world. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I've tried to talk about with my kids lately is you literally could change the world with a smartphone. That has never been possible in the history of humanity, that you could have one device in your hand that could change the world, you know, that you can reach thousands and millions of people, that you could start a petition in your local community to make a a change, that you could reach and spread, you know, missionary work, that you can spread kindness, that you can be a political activist, so many opportunities. So helping them see this phone as not just something to entertain and pacify us, but as, again, something that we can use to change the world for mm-hmm. the better.
0: And one of the things that I that I think about as you're talking there is, you know, I, I always think it's interesting that, um, you know, like when I think of, you know, criminals and I think of people that, uh, you know, pornographers and... You you think of people that are that are doing things in let's just say the wrong direction. And I will be I'll admit, sometimes I am amazed at the creativity of depravity. Oh yes. <laughs> but if we flip that around and we start promoting the idea that do you realize the kind of energy that could be put into that which is destructive? If you flip that and take that same creative energy and say, hey, let's think about new ways to be positive. Let's think about new ways to encourage. Let's think about ways to use technology that are constructive and build people up. I believe there's even more opportunity for those types of creative influences that are positive rather than negative. And sometimes even just letting kids know that, because it's almost like the if I can put it in these terms, it's almost like the evil just
1: comes so naturally. Yeah, it's our natural man, you know, that, that, we're, that we're trying to put off.
0: That it it takes just letting our children know that, that well, that's your natural bent. God has allowed us to be able to be like him in the sense that he's a creator. So therefore, the creativity that you see all around you in nature, he's able to flow that through you so that then even with this device in your hand, you can have a same kind of positive influence. Yeah,
1: tap into that divinity. You know, we're children of God. Tap into that. You know, it's kind of like I always, I think of virtual reality. You know, most virtual reality right now is still used for pornography. And I, I've tried to talk to many people and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop talking about that is a technology that we cannot just give up to the porn industry Mm -hmm. I can my husband and I talk about all the amazing educational opportunities that we could use with that that is a way you know in a lot of say um, there's a lot of countries that don't allow uh, Christian proselyting let's say well that's a way to get into those countries have virtual have a virtual missionary Mm -hmm. right or to educate to look to look at my husband was in medical school right he's a doctor looking at a cadaver without having to purchase a very expensive cadaver, that we could actually bring that into a high school. And, I, I, and so instead of having to purchase a cadaver, kids could actually look at the human body in a way that they've never looked at. They could travel to outer space. They could go to Jupiter through virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And again, there's so many opportunities, things we haven't even dreamt of, that we cannot let these technologies go to those who have evil intent.
0: Now with our couple of minutes that we have left, you know, it's amazing how we've gone from we're talking about devices, which typically when parents are thinking about that, they're thinking about the dangers of porn and violence and those kinds of things. And here we're talking about missionaries and cadavers and education. <laughs> and it's, so it's amazing to me, you know, we can we can enter this conversation through a very specific portal and realize that there's a whole lot more here. So with just a couple minutes we have left, what are some kind of final words you would want to give to parents um, just to encourage them in the you know, the shift that they might want to make in their homes towards this positive message, and then also how they can access your uh, website and just the resources.
1: So again, I think it's about going on the offensive. It is about doing our best and then trusting in God to take care of the rest. But seeing ourselves as parents as the greatest teachers our kids have, there's a reason why our children were sent to our homes. You know, families were designed by God, in my opinion. And we are the right parents for them to teach them, to help them approach all of these technologies in a positive way. We need to see ourselves as those teachers and to be also humble and willing to listen and learn from them. Uh, The books are all available on Amazon. Our website is educateempowerkids.org. And we have tons of free resources on there. We have downloadable lessons. We have a kids interactive page that you can do with your kids right now where you look at different advertising and you deconstruct it to see what the real message is. Mm -hmm. We have another book coming out in February called Petra's Power to See. And that is all about learning how to read Imagery in the culture. In the culture, it's it's about media literacy. So lots of great books, all on Amazon. All of them on the website as well. You can there's ebook versions, but there's also paper copies. Mm-hmm. All on the website.
0: Wow, well that's great, and thank you so much, Dina, for being with us again. And this is always encouraging because I think um, you know there's a lot of parents that just they need the help out there, and they and probably more than anything, they just need the encouragement. So thank you for being with us this time. Thanks for having me. And listeners, we're always glad that you're with us and you can get more information about us and contact us at PureSexRadio.com. I really want to encourage you to uh, follow us on Twitter at PureSexRadio and subscribe to the podcast. It's the best way to make sure that you get every single episode. Uh, we have over 600 uh, free archives in our, on our website. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you can get those every single week and uh, you can get them through any major podcast distributor like iTunes. So we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.